One. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Coast Coast Podcast. Today, we will be going over different free agency scenarios uh, in a bit of a, a game style. So we're going to propose the scenario, and we're going to see if his value goes up or if his value goes down with that given scenario. So let's just get right into it. First up, we got Jameis Winston uh, staying with the Saints. What do you guys say? You know, Carson, how about you take this one first? Um, yeah, honestly, just, I mean, only if he starts though, I mean, that's like kind of like the big, uh, what if just like, you know, we're not really sure yet. Um, only time will tell, like if it's going to be him and, uh, you know, Taysom Hill, but I think if he ends up starting, like definitely up because I mean, they have the weapons, you have Kamara out of the backfield, you have Michael Thomas, who's one of the best receivers in the league. I think in like a structured, you know, really great offensive system like that, that can really like, uh, oh shoot. It says my internet's unstable. Can you guys still You're hear good. Me? You're good. You're good. You're perfect. You're good. Uh, dub, dub, dub. Um, I just think in like a system like that where you can maximize his talents and minimize like the stuff, you know, obviously like all the interceptions and everything. Um, I, I say it'd be up and I think it'd be like a really like sneaky good option just because of how you know productive he was on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I would actually have to say down on this idealistically. I mean, I agree in the fact that if he starts, but I'd imagine that they'd be running double sets of Taysom Hill. And also the Saints are in a huge cap problem. Um, you, you know, Michael Thomas might be on his way out or, you know, um, it's going to be hard for them to get weapons. You know, they just, they literally just released Emmanuel Sanders, I think a couple hours ago today. So, I mean, that's down another weapon. So, you know, Jared Cook's probably gonna be on his way out too. So, I, I mean, not saying I don't have faith in James as a quarterback, but I think if you're surrounding him with weapons like he had when he had his breakout year, even though he had interceptions um, out there in Tampa Bay, uh, you know, he had Chris Godwin, who was a star, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, so on and so forth. I think it's going to be a little bit hard, though, for James Winston. I think there's some other options, uh, some later teams on this list that I'd rather have him go to. So, uh, realistically, I'd probably say down. Yeah, I mean, I had it kind of neutral or going up if, you know, he's the long-term starter because um, uh, for the same reason, I mean, if he's splitting uh, touches with Mike or Taysom Hill like that, um, obviously, you know, his value is not going to be as much as other scenarios that we have going on here. So next up, we got going to the Patriots. What do you guys think about this one? Um, I'd probably say down again. I mean, uh, a scenario that I thought would make sense, you know, one that I've seen has been talked about. But at the same time, it's even worse situation with the Saints in terms of weapons. Like, they don't even have a chance probably at a star receiver unless, you know, there's rumors that they're going to go out there and sign Hunter Henry. But, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of – I mean, some of the top guys, you know, they're getting mocked to some teams, you know, with better quarterback situations. And I think, you know, some of these top receivers down the line would rather go play if a proven, you know, quarterback that isn't going to be – I mean, isn't going to be throwing a lot of, you know, interceptions and stuff. But, um, yeah, I would say fantasy-wise, probably down, you know, given the system of New England. Um, probably going to do a lot of, you know, running plays as a compliment. Uh, I mean, yeah, we saw exactly what happened with Cam Newton. I think, you know, Tom Brady was just the guy there. So, I'll leave it as that. Yeah, same. I, I had down, too, just because, like um, – you know, the tat like the receiving core and the talent just isn't really there for Jameis. And also like, yeah, you said it, Liam, just like the system, you know, they're not, you know, especially because we know that he's like very susceptible to like making mistakes and throwing picks. I think if he signs there, Belichick would just have him on like a 
super short leash and just like he wouldn't have to do that much at all. So he wouldn't really even, not only would he not have the talent around him, but he wouldn't even really be getting like the opportunities to put up like fantasy relevant numbers. So. Yeah, agreed. I also had down for the same exact reasons. I mean, I think the Pats really just don't, the culture is not made to handle a quarterback like Jameis or more so the other way around. Jameis is not meant to handle the Pats culture. Um, but uh, moving on to the final situation for Jameis, going to Washington, I personally had his value going up. Do you guys have any input on that? Yeah, I had up too just because, I mean, they're a team on the rise. You already have a really talented receiver in Terry McCorn. And also, I mean, we're going to get to it later. They're prime candidates to pick up a, you know, another solid uh, solid weapon, another wide receiver two, or even like a wide receiver one with Scary Terry. Um I think if he goes there, good coaching. They got a good defense that would be able to, uh, you know, kind of limit. Like if Winston does still make some mistakes, you know, you have a great defense that's going to be able to pick him back up. And I, I really actually like like the fit because they do have a lot of talent there. Yeah, um, just kind of add on to that. I totally love it. I think, you know, especially if they do, I mean, the draft happens. I mean, the free agency happens before the draft. So I think if they're able to secure that, uh, you know, them going after a quarterback is going to be something that they look at because, you know, they already have Heineke in the building, which people obviously have faith in. But at the same time, Jameis is a, you know, much more talented arm. We saw what he was in college. We saw obviously the flash potential, the over 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in Tampa Bay. But I mean, like you said, you guys were mentioning, um, Terry McLaurin is a huge deep threat. You know, that's where he makes his game. And also Logan Thomas would benefit tremendously off this. I think that even bumps him up higher on our uh, tight ends list. But, um, you know, and then if they do get Jameis in the draft, they can look towards getting a wide receiver. I think someone like Rashard Bateman would be perfect for this team. You know, another big body guy, um, you know, because I really don't think outside of Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, they don't really have too many other receiving weapons. You know, they got J.D. McKissick out the backfield, but that's a different type of receiving game. So definitely, though, up on Jameis Winston going to Washington. Yeah, agreed. Um yeah, I mean, Washington, I feel like he's kind of like a more mature version of Haskins in a way. Um, yeah. So, I mean, definitely. and pretty much the, the value Jameis has right now is, I mean, m- virtually non-existent. So, any situation where he can come and become the starter would be beneficial for him. So, um, moving on to our next next player, we got Corey Davis of the Titans. And the first scenario is obviously to stay with the Titans. So, what do you guys think of that one? Um, I actually really like this. I thought he had a fantastic year, but um, I think the benefit of him staying, you know, another year in this offense, um, you know, alongside A.J. Brown, who is clearly the star of this offense, uh, receiving-wise, not the star of the offense. Obviously, you know, this Derrick Henry. But, you know, the amount of, you know, the play action is so valuable for, you know, these two guys, Davis and uh, Brown. I think if Davis stays, you know, expect Johnu to probably leave his, leave then. I think, you know, those two guys, like, being the front of that receiving core, I think Davis can continue to shine. Obviously, you know, a lot of people have been doubting him ever since he was picked so highly in the draft. Being, you know, one of the most talented college receivers we've seen in a long time. Um, I do like this, though, for his value. I think, you know, he, he was really close to being a 1,000-yard receiver, and I'd love to see what else he can do if he stays. Yeah, same. I, I had him as up as well just because um... – you know, you said, it. I mean, he's the clear, you know, second option. And besides him and A.J. Brown, you, you know, they're probably going to lose Jono. Uh, they don't really have much else in the passing game. It's really those two guys. And I think 
um, you know, it helps. It's kind of like, you know, the situation with Cole Beasley where it's like, yeah, you have like the star receiver in Diggs, but you kind of forget about Beasley because when Diggs gets all that coverage, you know, Beasley's just out there wide open. And I think it's the same with Corey Davis. I think, you know, he's a really, really, really solid, like, you know, flex wide receiver, like two option. That's going to give you like solid numbers. Um, and I just like the fit. And I think um, it's really important to the Titans because I think you can't, um, I think they really should sign him because you can't really just leave AJ Brown out there. You really need someone um, like a number two guy that's able to alleviate that pressure off of him. Yeah. And then same thing, um, you know, obviously the opposite of that. I think Corey Davis really needs that number one guy to kind of take the pressure mm-hmm. off of him. Yeah. Um, he's kind of more like a compliment receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, to stay with the Titans, I had it as neutral. I think his value will stay around the same. Um, just kind of like as that uh, flex wide receiver two type of guy, you know, like um, obviously I don't think he's going to go anywhere and be the number one. So I think his best option would probably be to stay with the Titans. But uh, we also had in the next scenario, him going to the Bengals, which I had as his value going down. You guys have some input on that? Yeah, same. I, I had it going down too, just because like, I mean, the Bengals, it's crowded, you know, you have Joe Mixon, you have, mm-hmm. you already have, you know, someone I think is going to be an emerging star, T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, um, probably won't, uh, you know, probably won't re-sign A.J. Green, um, you know, obviously if they sign him, they won't have to, but I just think it'll be like really, really crowded, and I think it'll be, you know, a, a situation similar to like the Panthers, where it's like, yeah, all three guys are really, really good, and they have value, but they kind of, you know, max out at a certain value. You don't really know, like, you know, what week, you know, which guy's going to have, you know, the off week and which guy's going to have the really good week. You just kind of never know when you have three, like, really solid options. So I just say down just because he wouldn't be getting the same opportunities he would um, if he stayed with the Titans. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think, yeah, the only one person I'd see this benefiting tremendously would be Burrow. I mean, to have those kind of options out there. You know, he's still, you, you still forgot we got Auden Tate, who, you know, isn't a huge name, but he's still a good receiver out there. Then you'd have, you know, Corey Davis, Tyler Boyd would be playing the slot with T. Higgins and Davis outside. I think that'd be nice. But, you know, like you said, it's just distribution of wealth. I mean, I think it'd be good for the team, but fantasy-wise, it'd make you want to stay away from Higgins, which would be an unfortunate thing because, you know, like you were mentioning in your wide receiver rankings, you had him at number 10. I, I don't think that was, you know, a terrible take because the same – I mean, he's had that really good connection with Burrow, and I would really just bury him on the depth chart. Yeah, agreed. Um, let me get to the final scenario here. I have – going to the Jets, uh, his, I think his value would just go down um, because when does anyone's value ever go up when they go to the Jets? But um, – yeah, I mean, for this, a lot of the same reasons, they don't. They just don't have enough talent. We also don't know who will be starting at quarterback for them next year. Does anyone else have anything other than value down? I actually kind of thought it'd be up a little bit. I mean, or even neutral. I think you know, I like the culture change that Robert Sala is bringing in there to the Jets. You know, it is a concern. We don't know who he's going to be. You know, who's throwing the ball if he does go there. But you know. You've got a guy like Jameson Crowder already, which, you know, he's not a, you know, an elite receiver of any sorts, uh, but, you know, he's a solid slot option, you know, to have at least two receivers out there that would be respectable to take the, op- uh, take the, you know, make the defense pay attention. There's more people, you know, you still got Denzel Mims who uh, the Jets still have a lot of uh, interest in. I think they're gonna, he's going to be a good receiver in the future. I think it'd be good, you know, for him to go out there and, you know, with Mims, because I think he's, they're more of a similar receiver, you know, to help them grow as a team. But, I think, you know, he wouldn't be someone that'd be going like 
1,200 yards or something like that. He'd probably still be in that 900 yards, like six, seven touchdown range, which I think would be solid. But um, I think the ultimate situation, which he should go back to the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, same. I feel the same way. I also think, like, it would be kind of neutral or possibly up just because um, a lot more opportunity than he would on the Titans. And But also, it's like, you know, to, you know, counteract that, it's like the Jets, there's just like, you probably, you know, unless they make a splash for Watson or someone, you'd probably end up having a worse quarter than Tannehill on the Jets. Um, and I, I, I just had it as up just because of the opportunity, but I think that, yeah, the Titans is like the perfect situation for him. And that's like kind of where I want to. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number three, we got probably the top wide receiver in this free agency class, Mr. Allen Robinson himself. Um, in this first scenario, we got him staying with Chicago and I have his value staying neutral because I don't think it can really get any worse, but uh, what do you guys have to say about that? I mean, yeah, we saw Allen Robinson got the franchise tag recently, but I think, you know, the reason to keep him on this list is, you know, I think it's very well that he could be traded, you know, kind of a tag and trade situation uh, out there. Um, but, you know, with Chicago, I'm just not really liking it out there, you know. Probably going to put a lot of faith in the David Montgomery for next season, you know, to give him the Brock. And I just really don't trust because, you know, then they got Nick – I mean, Trubisky's on his way out 100%. And then, you know, Nick Foles is going to be the one there. And, you know, they're talking about Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson does go there, I think we have to have Allen Robinson increase in value. But I think if Russell Wilson doesn't end up there, Allen Robinson's going to want to demand a trade because why is he going to stay in – stay for the Bears, um, you know, for no reason. Yeah. Carson? Oh, he's, he's oh. got he got booted, so just you and me right Damn. now. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even realize he had got tagged. Um, but, yeah, I mean, our other two scenarios here, uh, going to the Colts, I think his value would shoot up tremendously. Uh, I think he's, like, pretty much the perfect type of receiver that uh, Carson Wentz would need if he were to get traded to the Colts. Yeah, I think um, he's a better Alshon Jeffrey is what you see, a more athletic, in a way. Ver- yeah, a more athletic version of him, which would be perfect for the Colts, you know, because they don't really have a solidified number one guy. Even if T.Y. Ty- mm-hmm. Hilton comes back, I think this last year kind of hindered on him. You know, he's, he's getting relatively old, you know, doesn't have – didn't have that good quarterback play to throw, you know, deep balls down the field to him. But I think, you know, him – could, he could be perfect to help with Michael Pittman, I think. You know, someone that uh, has a lot of promise at wide receiver, but I think he could be, you know, strong leading this receiving core because outside of, I mean, their tight end group, their receiving core isn't that nice. You know, they still have that threat of uh, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I'd love to see it happen. And that's probably my ideal destination for him. Yeah, same. Carson, thoughts on Allen Robinson to the Colts? Yeah, dude, same. I, I'm like, this is like the ideal situation for him. It would be like perfect because, you know, you, you know, obviously you just got Wentz there. And I'm actually really excited to see that because I think, you know, Wentz, uh, like obviously we saw his ceiling is like MVP form. And then like, you know, the bottom is just like the terrible, you know, terrible, terrible quarterback he was last season with the, uh, you know, with a beat up, you know, O-line and a bad Eagles team. And I think if he just like finds like that middle ground, he's still going to be a really, really solid quarterback just because he has such high upside. And getting him a number one guy like Allen Robinson is that much more. And like like you said, I mean, they already have a really nice, uh, solid young receiving core with Pittman and Campbell, but I don't really trust either of those guys as like a number one option yet. So 
having Robinson that just helps them develop even more. Um, and I love that because I think that would, you know, if they got him, that would really round out their team and they'd be one of the most, you know, well-balanced, you know, overall teams in the NFL. Like, if they yeah. Got him. Like, um, it, that would be I, sick. Yeah, just adding on to what you're saying, I think they'd fail Carson Wentz if they don't go out there and get a receiver. You know, any of these guys that are out there, it's going to be super disappointing if they can't get someone. And I think Allen Robinson fits the bill. You know, they don't need a deep threat technically. Um, I think, you know, Allen Robinson's that step above someone like Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, they need a big physical guy with some great hands. And I think Allen Robinson has the keys to unlock He's reliable. Carson Wentz. That's key. He's super reliable. I mean, yeah, he, he was working with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles last year, and he was a top 10 wide receiver. What's he going to be with a guy that has, you know, people say a top five arm talent in the league, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be sick. I hope it gets done. Like, oh, that'd be, that'd be dope, man. <laughs> um, well, we can just move on to Kenny Galladay here. Yeah. Um, his first scenario is staying with the Lions. I think his value is either going to stay the same or go down. Um, but because we have seen, you know, Jared Goff kind of like force target his star receiver at times, you know, and Kenny Galladay clearly being the number one option there, I feel like, um, you know, Jared Goff could really find a connection with him if, you know, he was to find something there. But what do you guys think of that? I'll go first. Uh, I just have it down just because you're getting like, you're getting a, a worse and also safer option uh, in Jared Goff. I mean, someone that Stafford was like very willing to just like throw it up to him, even in like tight coverage. I think Goff is someone that, uh, you know, plays it safe. He's going to, you know, try and uh, minimize his, uh, his risk. And uh, I just think, you know, it's a downgrade at, at quarterback. And I think that just like downgrades his value overall. I mean, you did make a good point that Goff, you know, might try and force it to him just to, make a connection with one of his receivers. Um, but I think you know, the real guy that would be getting uh, his value going up in that offense would be Hawkinson, just because I think that would be uh, a much safer and like a safety blanket for Goff instead of Galladay, who's just, you know, out there just, uh, you know, running options, just going deep every time. I think Hawkinson's the real guy that would benefit from Goff and not, uh, not Galladay. Yeah. I mean, just to add on to that, I think it's going to be a shithole in, uh, the Lions, Detroit. I just really don't like what's Damn. going on there. I mean, I, I I was listening to someone talk about it the other day. I mean, it, as much as like, you know, DeAndre Swift's probably going to be a back that goes in the later second round or even, I mean, like top of the third, you know, something like that, which, I mean, I don't think it's a bad value, but at the same time, he's in such a, like a bad situation for himself. You know, they got a new coaching staff, obviously, I think Anthony Lynn is good for someone like Swift, but at the same time, I don't think he's good for someone like Galladay. You know, they might treat Galladay – because Galladay is – I'd say he's more of a – you know, if relating, relating to what Anthony Lynn had back when he was on the Chargers, he's more of a Mike Williams because he's a bigger receiver that can go up and stuff. And we didn't really see him tap into a receiver like that. So, I mean, Marvin Jones is definitely on his way out. So, Kenny Galladay and Hawkinson would be the only targets, but – you know, you're you're losing a quarterback who, you know, people see as a generational arm talent for Jared Goff, who, you know, if he's going to be what he was when he didn't have McVay, you're looking at a guy who's a bottom, like, he's at, like, the 30 to 30, like, four range of quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. So, I mean, I'm really harsh on him, but I, I just hope Kenny Galladay gets out of there. 
Can I just backtrack on what you said about Swift real quick? Because like they made a good, you made a good point. It's like Swift, he's gonna be like a weird, like in a weird position in the draft because it's like, you know, are you really gonna go for him as like an RB two and like risk it because he's in such a bad situation for him? Or it's like the guy, like there's gonna be a ton of really, really like great and solid wide receiver options, or even like a guy like Kittle or Waller are probably gonna go around there, and it's like. Would you risk it where it's like, yeah, he does have good potential, but you know it's like he could have a really, like, shitty season because of their system or just get a really solid wide receiver, a really solid tight end that you know is, like, going to produce for sure. So he's, like, he's going to be an interesting guy to see, like, where he, like, goes and drafts and who's, like, you know, if he falls maybe, like, out of, like, the third round, I'd maybe, like, definitely go for him. But I just don't know because there's going to be a lot of, like, really good guys around there, like, with him. It's just, like, he yeah. has a lot of risk. I mean, you're going to put Swift in that conversation with someone like Dobbins and Gibson. And I think, you know, the situation, I love Ron. I mean, Ron Rivera has shown he's a good coach. We haven't seen anything from Dan Campbell. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins is an arguably, you know, the best run team in the league. You know, he's got that option out there with um, Lamar Jackson that they can run. And then I just see, you know, out of, you know, if you want to rank those, you know, second year backs going the next year. Gibson over him. Show. Yeah, I'm putting Swift at three. It's just hard for me to want to put faith in a guy when he's in such a bad situation, you know, with a bad offensive line. And, you know, it, it's been so bad out there in Detroit for the last, you know, it seems like a couple decades, it seems. So, yeah. yeah. Who can save the Lions? Probably not Jared Goff. Um, Man. But uh, we answer this, the next scenario. So bad. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, the Kings. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, moving on to the Ravens. I mean, moving on to the next scenario with him going to the Ravens, I think, you know, his value can really only go up from here, especially going to a team like the Ravens, where he will be the legit number one guy. So, Liam, I know you, what do you have to say about this one? Yeah. I mean, I was really just talking about the Ravens, but I think it's an ideal situation. You're getting them a, a giving Lamar Jackson receiver. That's finally, you know, a big physical guy, you know, you're not giving him a Marquise Brown or a Devin Duvernay who are, you know, basically built for the slot at this point. You give him a receiver. That's, you know, a certified guy that's shown he's been, you know, one of the top in the league when healthy. And I think, you know, it's going to be, if they land someone like Kenny Galladay, I think you're putting all the pressure next year on someone like Lamar. I mean, I think it's the media is going to do that. I don't think he needs to deserve that much pressure, but you'd be delivering him a receiver that, you know, is going to be able to throw the deep ball to, which has been something that, you know, he's been questionable at, but it's not going to be, you know, he's not to throw that perfect pass to someone like Marquise Brown, who's got to like, you know, you know, get it back shoulder or something like that. I think I'm definitely going up on Kenny Galladay. I think he'd be an excellent fit for the Ravens. I'll just leave it as that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. I feel like this is like like not as good as like Robinson and the Colts, but I think this is just like right there is just like one of those like perfect fits, and that would be awesome to have Lamar like get that number one guy. Yeah. Um, moving on to another receiver potentially going to the Ravens, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, a guy that I think is pretty much out of Pittsburgh for sure, and. Um, you know, has kind of got played out at Pittsburgh by his other, you know, fellow receivers. So, I mean, what do you guys think of him going to the Ravens? Carson? Um, I, I mean, I like it. It's just like, I mean, um, you know, I just don't really know. Like, I just don't really know if I trust him as the number one guy yet. I think he's someone that's like a Corey Davis where he's a really, really great 
um, you know, complimentary, like number two guy. Like if you have his, have him as your number two guy, you're like feeling really good. But it's like, I just don't really know if he is like that number one guy. It would help for sure just because the receiving talent is so bad in Baltimore. Um, and I, I like the opportunity there with him, you know, him and Lamar. But um, yeah, I just don't really know if like overall um, that's like the you know best fit for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But his yeah, fantasy just, value for sure would definitely go up for sure. I think he's honestly yeah. a better fit for the Ravens than he is fantasy-wise. I think, you know, something that's underrated about his game that I've seen is he's a really good run blocker. And especially in that scheme, you know, a big body guy that can set the edge for, you know, when someone, when Lamar's taking it out on an option or Dobbins or something like that. I think that'd be fantastic for the team. And, you know, I think he's just a worse version of Kenny Galladay that's not as big as a deep threat. You know, he's going to be the guy that, you know, it's like a third and three or something like that. And, you know, they throw like a quick slant route to him and he just like tr- gets his way through to get the first down. It's going to be interesting, though. I mean, I really do. I've been on the scenario for a while now, but it's going to be hard. I can't imagine he'd go to a division rival, which is, you know, yeah. unfortunate to see. But I think he'd be a great fit and he'd be someone that, you know, can be, you know, kind of like a tight end. That's like a safety blanket out there, which would be wonderful. And, you know, he, yeah. if, you know, you line him up on the same side as Marquise Brown, it's going to get Marquise Brown opportunities to open downfield. Yeah, agreed. Um, next scenario we had with Juju was to go to the Jaguars. I mean, we still don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them either. We imagine it's going to be some top quarterback prospect in the draft. <laughs> Not Lawrence. Um, we got issues. She... Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you guys think of Juju on the Jags? Um, I have this as going up, honestly, just because, like, this, you know, the thought of obviously they're probably most likely going to get Trevor Lawrence. Um, like, I have this up just, just because I think with him, you have Chark, you know, Chanel. I think it's just going to be a high volume, like, high opportunity uh, offense where it's like, you know, they're probably, you know, they're not looking to really be that good uh, their first year. So it's just like, I think. Uh, Urban Meyer's just going to let Trevor just do his thing and, you know, uh, just go out and, like, make mistakes, which, you know, yeah, it's, you know, going to suck, but also it's, like, there's going to be just a lot of volume and opportunity, I think, and he's going to be the number one guy uh, if he goes there. So I, I really like like him for that. He's one of those guys that, yeah, you know, might not be on the best team and, you know, might not actually be good in real life, but fantasy-wise, like, should be getting a lot of points in that offense. Yeah, I think, you know, you're throwing him to a better receiving core than the Ravens in this situation. I think, you know, he's the veteran guy out there. You know, you got Aussie, a young guy like Chark, who I think it was two years ago, showed a lot of potential, you know, was one of the better options in fantasy, uh, you know, in the later rounds. And then someone like Chanel, who I think is going to be, you know, a, like a Robert Woods kind of guy who's, you know, a Swiss army knife. I love I, – I know Carson really likes Chanel. We were talking about that on the wide receiver one. But um, I think it would be wonderful for him, you know, give Trevor Lawrence a guy, you know, that he can trust throwing it in, in the middle of the inside. Um, and, you know, just make – you know, give Trevor Lawrence the ability to succeed because this guy is going to be a generational talent. So. Yeah. Moving on to our next – uh, thumbnail guy right here. We got Aaron Jones. I mean, I think we can agree he's pretty much out of Green Bay unless, you know, he goes back on some small contract. But uh, first scenario we got here is going to Miami, uh, which I think would be pretty decent for him. What do you guys think of that one? 
Uh, I'd love for that to happen so I can go watch him play. But um, I think it's, you know, yeah. a wonderful situation. You know, someone like Miles Gaskin, you know, who showed a lot of fancy value last year, but I don't think, you know, he's as good as a runner. He was, you know, he got a lot of good by dink and dunk uh, passes that he able to take a lot of yardage in. But I think Aaron Jones would, you know, you give someone, give to Tagovailoa Loa someone that he can hand the ball off with, you know, to get in those short yard situations. Cause, you know, it was only a couple of years ago that Aaron Jones had 16 rushing touchdowns and led the league. I think, you know, if you aren't going to, I mean, I think you still got to go after a weapon, you know, hopefully in the draft, you can go your second first round pick, go after a weapon, you know, a wide receiver. But I think Aaron Jones would fit perfect in Miami. Um, you know, they also went after tackle Isaiah Wilson. You know, he's a he's more than likely a bust at this point. But I think, you know, if Brian Forrest can coach that guy, you know, get the potential out of him, I'd love to see the um, Aaron Jones, you know, running for Miami. Carson? I think he might have got booted. Yep. Got what do you guys say? What do you guys say about this, though? Yeah, I mean, on Miami, I think he would obviously be their lead back. And we've seen, you know, the lead back in Miami have, you know, relative fantasy value. So uh, I think it would be good for Miami and good for Aaron Jones. But I don't know if his value would really be much more than it is right now, uh, especially in that division. Uh, because right now he's probably, what, arguably a top seven, eight-ish running back. Oh, around there. definitely. You know, with potential to crack into the, that elite territory. But definitely I think Miami would be a solid solid fit for him. Carson, thoughts on, we, thoughts on Aaron Jones to Miami? We're back in this, in this boy. Um, I really like it, yeah, just because I think, um, you know, Miami's like – really starting to figure out on offense. I think they're going to have a really big year next year. Um, I think even with Tua, like if they don't land Watson, even with Tua, I think this is really great because you give him a, you know, solidified uh, option at running back, a guy that he can just, you know, some games, if he's not, you know, if he's not on throwing wise, you can just feed him the ball. He's also great in passing situations. Um, and I think that'd be real. That'd make them like really, really explosive. And I think that would be a great fit for him. And to give him the best back by far in the division in a division who probably has the worst running backs of all in football, you know, Damian Harris, Devin yeah. Singletary, and like Frank Gore are the top running backs in that division <laughs> outside of Miami. Yeah. yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, next situation is Jared Jones to the Niners. I know y'all going to have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, I mean – it's an interesting one. I think we should be taking our directions in another way, but I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, in the media, Aaron Jones going to the Niners. You know, he fits perfect in the scheme, uh, in the zone off offense. But, you know, I just want to see Mostert succeed. You know, obviously saw him tear Green Bay, uh, you know, in the NFC Championships for 200 yards and four touchdowns, which, you know, gives me the faith. And when he was out there, he was playing well. So um, would want them to crowd the backfield, but I think Aaron Jones would be a phenomenal back in this offense, you know. Definitely over 1,200 yards, probably 10 touchdowns. He'd be good for fantasy, but I think for the Niners, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I feel the same exact way because, I mean, we've seen that, you know, you can really plug in anyone into this system and they're, they're going to succeed just because, you know, the O-line and the system is so great. And I just wouldn't really want to spend money on him just because I don't really think it would upgrade that much. But, you know, fantasy-wise, like if he is in th this great system and he is like the guy, I mean, man, I would pencil him in for – you know, a top top 
five, probably even like a, maybe like a top three season or something. Like if, you know, that was the case, but yeah, I just don't really like his, if we don't really need him, honestly, like it I, would I make sense chilling. though. Only because yeah. there's been a lot of injury concerns on the team in terms of the running back position. Obviously, Mostert was out a majority of this year. Um, then really comes down to, I mean, is Telvin Coleman going to get off the team? Obviously, Jared McKinnon's voiced his way out uh, at this point. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. is the backup running back. But, I mean, we saw what he could do. I mean, he was putting up 100-yard games towards the end of the year. So, I think Aaron Jones would be more of a luxury for the 49ers than, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, when we're able to probably give Fred Warner an extension, uh, bring Trent Williams back, I think it'd be a phenomenal um, decision if we could find a way, you know, to get him on a deal that, you know, just throw him out there and we'd probably have easily the best rushing attack in the league. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys already have a pretty good rushing attack, especially depth-wise. You're just missing really that guy that you can count on, especially in uh, late situations. Um, yeah. you know, and really ride for the whole season. Uh, but uh, the final situation with Aaron Jones here is him going to the Falcons, which we've seen, you know, their their running back room change up a lot in the past few years. I think he would provide a lot of stability uh, and like someone really that could, that, that could hold it down for them. Um, so I think his value would only go up with the Falcons. What do you guys think? Yeah, same. Just because you could just get like a ton of opportunity. I mean, that's a you know high flying offense. I mean, we saw a girly like you know who was, you know, we saw obviously that he was you know really washed. Um, but even like the first half of the season, he was like putting up like decent fantasy numbers. And I think you get a guy like Aaron Jones. It's a way massive upgrade from Gurley. That's crazy to say. Like, damn, like R.I.P. Gurley. But. Um, just putting him in that offense with that amount of opportunity, yeah, that yeah, that'd be crazy. He, it'd just be like kind of like an empty stats because I don't know how good the team would be, but like fantasy wise, yeah, he'd get a ton of opportunity and a ton of points. Yeah, and you're giving him a head coach who was the OC for Derek Henry, who just pressed for two thousand yards and has voiced to the exactly. media yeah. talking about how he wants a workhorse back, and there's no better one in the free agency class than Aaron Jones. Yep. Just... Moving on to Hunter Henry. Staying with the Chargers, I think his value would pretty much either, you know, stay around the same uh, or go up a little bit. I mean, we still don't know if they're going to, you know, go after another receiver or what, but what do you guys think of Henry with the with the Chargers? I think it's a safe bet, you know, fantasy-wise. You know, we know what we're getting out of him when he plays with the Chargers. But at the same time, you know, like you said, there could be some really good surprise in his success increase, you know, with a new coaching staff coming in there. I think they might be able to tap into Henry, who's I think has been really underutilized in his career to this point. Um, but, you know, no, you got Justin Herbert with another year under his belt. I think, you know, just continue to succeed out there. I think, you know, I think he might have had some injury concerns this year, if I'm not right. If I'm right, was he out in and out of the lineups? He always think, has you know, injury concerns. Yeah. He's always been an injury concern guy. But, you know, you give him a full year out there, I'd love to see what he could do. Yeah, same. I just kind of had it at, like, neutral. Um, I think, uh, you know, if they don't end up getting a, another wide receiver, I'd say, like, maybe just up slightly just because, you know, hopefully he'd play more games. But if they don't get a wide receiver too, I think it'd just be, you know, about the same because same situation. Yeah. Um, next situation would be him going to the Bengals. I mean, I think – the, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. I feel like the Bengals don't have that much, um, you know, 
history of you know good tight ends recently. Eifert. I mean, we, yeah, for like two seasons, and then he just forgot how to yeah. play football. <laughs> you uh, could say they're similar, though. You know, people yeah, that is concerned. true. And he could have a season like that. You know, you give Burrow a position where he doesn't really – it's not really strong at all. You know, like C.J. Humazaga, I don't know his name is. Uzama. Uh, Uzama uh, and yeah. Drew Sample are the top guys who far from uh, Hunter Henry's value. I think it would be good to give, you know, Joe Burrow a safety blanket at wide receiver. I mean, not wide receiver, tight end. But um, I wouldn't really see it being an upgrade in terms of um, offensive wise from the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much agree. Yeah. Cars, uh, yeah, same. yeah, same. I added this down too, just because I think they really need him for blocking more than anything. I mean, they already have the receiving talent. It's just like that O-line. It's really like the, the major uh, concern with them. And yeah, I just don't really think it would, uh, I think you'd probably get like less opportunities, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then final scenario with him, going to the Jaguars, I think, also down. I mean, they have Eifert now, but uh, yeah, I, I just feel like Henry Henry already has a solid connection with Herbert going to a new situation with a, a, probably a rookie quarterback I don't think would help him in really any way. I think he nailed on the spot. I think it'd just only be beneficial to give, you know, tight, rookie, I mean, giving a good tight end to a rookie quarterback has <laughs> always been the thing that's, you know, shown to be a positive. Yeah. Um. Moving on to Mr. Thumbnail himself, Deshaun Watson. I feel like we've talked about him a lot on this podcast, but, um, you know, we should we can dedicate a little segment to him. So, I mean, can we all agree that – oh, did I just get booted? No? Okay. No, you're good. We're good. Okay, so. I don't know. I just got to pop – okay. Can we all agree that his value goes down if he stays with the Texans? Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Uh, they lost yeah, I mean, J.J. Think... Watt, so, yeah, they have a terrible defense now, and they'll just be bummed out. Yeah, terrible, terrible out there. Probably won't have filler I mean, either. You're stuck with Cooks and uh, who else? Kiki. Cobb. Yeah. yeah. Cobb. Cobb and Kiki. Yeah, okay. This is my, like, three in order. Um, I think number one best option is Miami. Two is Jets. And three is 49ers. Let's hear. I thoughts. got the Niners at thoughts. one. Yeah, the Niners <laughs> at one. Just because, like, not like no, like fan bias aside, I just think like you know you put him with Shanahan in that system. That is like the perfect fit. I mean, Shanahan's been looking for someone that you know mobile. I mean, this is like it's like a match made in heaven. Honestly, I mean, you have the receiving talent yeah. there with Ayuk. Uh, Debo, I mean, I mean Watson and Kittle, bro. Like, come on, like yeah, NBA, okay, yeah. You have the run game, but I do agree that also Miami is like slightly under just because like uh, they do have uh, you know some solid weapons and a good coach and a really good defense as well. I mean, obviously the Niners do too, but yeah, I just like the Niners. That would uh, that just be so perfect, bro. Like it would. Oh my gosh, I would yeah, pencil. They I would just, I don't know. They just run the ball like too a much. Super Bowl run. I know. But I think but with like, him, that that would just open it up. Like they would, you know, utilize him so much. They would still keep like that run game, but I think, you know, they would just be you got using an option him game. to. Exactly. Yeah, the option. Yeah. I mean, and it I could be like Ravens. Just, like, 
2.0. He can put up the points early and get his numbers. I think it'd be like like Curry with the Warriors where he just gets it, gets his 30 <laughs> in like the first half or something, and then he doesn't really have to do anything the rest of the game. Like, I think, oh, my gosh, it did. Yeah, I, I mean. What we have to give up. Like, yeah, agreed, agreed. Get us Watson, bro. He well, it's like savior. You, you got to look at it from like the – standpoint like let's look at Mike McCarthy when he got hired to the Cowboys a big concern was like oh is he even going to utilize the run game because that's not something I've been used to he's always been doing like mm-hmm. a pass heavy offense and I mean you gotta look at the amount of carries that Pollard and Zeke had I think their combined carries they must have been one of the top five teams in the NFL in terms of running back carries which you know yeah. you can't ignore talent like that you got Deshaun Watson who you know is a top five quarterback talent easily in the league and I think you know, yeah. you throw him alongside Kittle, who, you know, second best tight end, as much as I want to say first best, is Kelsey has that role right now. But, you yeah. know, you give Mayu, who's showed a lot, Debo, you know, a strong run game to support him. It's a miracle. But I think, you know, Miami, though, a still really good option. I think they got to get another wide receiver, though. You know, Devontae Parker, yeah. I don't think is good enough. So, definitely liking it, though. Yeah. For him to leave. And I'm down on the Jets, too, <laughs> just because I think Loki, like, they're probably, you know, maybe a tiny upgrade from uh, the Texans, but I just think they don't really have the weapons either. So I, I would just say, just based on his talent alone, I just say up slightly, but um, I wouldn't be that excited, really, if he went to the Jets. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll move up the 49ers. <laughs> we sold you. Our yeah. pitch, we sold you. I mean, now that I really, like, think about it, yeah, that's kind of facts. Um, oh, my gosh, dude. I would cop a jersey, like, okay. day one. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see him leave. Like, at this point, any, anywhere he goes, his value is going up. Yeah, uh, he's not playing with the Texans. Like, I, I think worst-case scenario, he would just so hold out. out. Yeah. 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 And then they'll, they'll, they have to trade him, though, because, like, what happens if you keep – if you hold a player out like that, they lose value because they're not in the field, they're not producing – and yeah, they just go get a haul for him, get three first round picks, and it's good player. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to see Nick Bosa thrown in a deal because that's been what they've thrown around. Like literally, throw like there's like three players that I just want them the Niners to keep. It'd be Warner, Kittle, and um, Nick Bosa. Everyone else is up for anyone grabs, else. <laughs> anyone else? Yeah, I'll I'll lose Brandon Ayuk. I'll lose you know Trent Williams. Kinlaw. Kinlaw, maybe. I'll lose Eric Armstead. I don't Damn. Know. I, Anyone. McGlinchey? Yeah. I, I think they, they can have McGlinchey go ahead. <laughs> dude, yeah, they can have whatever they want as long as, like, dude. I, oh gosh. Do you have, Jose, do you have enough time so we can talk about Wilson? Yes, that's who I was going to go to next. All right. Um, we can finish off with him. Uh, pause. Nice. Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, first scenario is obviously staying with Seattle. I mean, I think his value is pretty much set in Seattle. We know what he is. You know, we know what he's going to give us, you know, season every season pretty much. Um, at this point, like, I really don't know what he wants. Like, does he want to get paid? Does he want to win? Does he want to, like, what? Like, you've already won. You've already gotten paid. Like, I feel like he's still being a, a diva, even though he's already gotten pretty much everything from this organization. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, I mean his value his value is pretty much set with Seattle. I'd say his value set? goes down from last year from like last year. He had a phenomenal season last year, you know, was a head runner for the MVP at the midseason mark, and then they just fell off as an offense. And then 
they fired their offensive coordinator who was, you know, a big pr- proponent of this Russell Wilson, you know, having a breakout season. I think Pete Carroll might resort to the run game because this window is closing for the Seattle team. You know, you got there's two star players who have been there for a while with Wagner and Wilson, you know, getting up there in age. And, you know, they haven't won a playoff game and it feels like I mean, they've won one playoff game since like what, like 2018 or something like that. Yeah. Which is super sad to see. Um, they lost to the Cowboys. I was going to say it was the Cowboys. Um, but uh, I like the other options on this list for, for, in, instead of Seattle, even though Seattle has two receivers that are in the top, you know, 20 of the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you guys think Eagles, Seattle goes up with the Bears? Raiders. I think it would go up with the Raiders because I think Gruden would just like – like Gruden's the type of coach that I think would just like let him loose. Like Gruden, like he, you know, he's very like, you know, QB savvy. He's very like a, you know, he, I mean, you see him on like the QB camps. I mean, like he like shows a lot of love for these guys. And I think that's someone that he would just like, Russ, I love you. Go do your thing. We're just going to let you do whatever they have. Yeah, I mean, obviously not the same receiving talent as the, as the Seahawks, but I mean, you have Waller, you know, Ruggs uh, could be a nice piece for them. Uh, they'd probably end up go, going out and getting another guy if they had uh, cap space or whatnot. Um, and I just think, yeah, it's just the fact that Gruden would just let him loose. Like, they have cap space. Go up. They traded their yeah, right so. tackle, which is a concern, though, I do have. But I still think True. that they can make, make it up for it. They lost the right side of the offensive line. They lost oh, – Was it Cold Miller? No, they traded Trent Brown back to the Patriots. And Richie Incognito, Richie Incognito retired. They traded yeah. Trent Brown. Oh, and they cut Gabe Jackson. So they only have two returning starters on the offensive line, Rodney Hudson and Colton Miller. Yeah. But I still so think, you know, concerning. they still had a good offensive line the last couple of years. I think Gruden Mayock can, you know, go out there, draft some guys that are going to be able to produce. You know, there's a lot of tackles in this draft that, you know, have a lot of high potential that might be going in the later rounds. Um you know, go out there, get a mauler, get that boy Deontay Brown from Alabama, the ideal human body. Um, I think, yeah, Russell Wilson, he's going to be able to, you know, make Henry Ruggs a good receiver. I think he can, you know, give him on those deep balls. We know how phenomenal the deep ball thrower Russell Wilson is. And, you know, make Aguilar keep getting good again. It'd be sad to see the Derek Carr uh, era end, though, for Las Vegas. But I think, you know, you can't get playing when you got someone – you can't complain when, you know, you're getting someone like Russell Wilson who, you know, is just a proven winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think there's no way his value goes up with the Bears, though. Yeah, same. Just because I think, like, they just don't really have the talent. And also, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, you have Russell Wilson. I don't think they'd revert to – especially that, like, why he wanted to leave is because, you know, they were, like, a run-heavy offense. But I just – I don't know, just because the coaching yeah, – I think I feel the same way. Just be like – I wouldn't really be that excited. As a team, though, like I'd be excited because their defense yeah. is really good. But like fantasy-wise, I don't really know. I think it would improve the receivers drastically. I think it – like I, was, I saw a lot of things about how Darnell Mooney would have been a way better receiver this year if he had a better quarterback, how he's always getting crazy amounts of separation. And I think Allen Robinson would go yeah, nuclear. Yeah, Robinson – yeah, New, I mean, yeah. No, Robinson's already there. So if they can, you know, bring in Russell Wilson and convince him to stay, that'd be a fantastic pairing. Yeah, you know, hopefully Javon Williams isn't trying to snatch some chains out there still. So, yeah. yeah. Can we mention uh, Will Fuller real quick, or did we go over him? 
Nah, we skipped over him. No, but you can go over him real quick if you want. I just like I love I, I was reading this ESPN article and I just like love the idea of him going to Green Bay. He would be like yep. the perfect, perfect uh yes. wide receiver two option next to Adams. You'd get him on a discount. Oh this guy, my fucking roommate. Um he'd be the perfect <laughs> number two option. Um you'd get him on a discount just because you know you normally you know, when you get suspended for PDs, you're not gonna go at the same price, you're gonna go down a little bit. Yeah. Um and I think we saw it last year finally had his first like you know full you know healthy season for the most part and yeah it would just be perfect and that's really like the guy that they've been needing like all along someone that's been proven and is an upgrade from uh, their other wide receiver two options and him and Adams together like would both be just incredible options in fantasy. Yeah. Hey, but also look at you know you know not from a fancy aspect but there's a lot of good other players that you know don't really count in fancy that are still out there in free agency. You know, we got Joe Thune, he's a Pro Bowl guard, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Shaquille Barrett, um, Anthony Harris, you know, John Johnson. I think a lot of guys that could, you know, improve some teams' defenses out there, which, you know, for a defense basket would be awesome because, you know, Shaq Barrett was just a couple of seasons removed from leading the league in sacks. So just wanted to point that out there from a fancy, from, you know, fancy defensive aspect, some guys that could be some big game changers. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Coast Coast Podcast. We will see you guys next week back with another episode. This is Jose signing out.